Well, Sandy, welcome to Live Your Life with Purpose podcast. Uh, we've known each other for, um, geez, about a year and a half, almost two years now, probably about a year and a half. Um, mm -hmm. We got introduced through a friend and uh, we had an amazing conversation. And, and so we found out uh, from that conversation, we had a lot of similarities. You were just starting a business and uh, you needed somebody who kind of worked with personal productivity. And so we kind of connected and had some, some great conversations. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I know just from, you know, kind of working together, obviously these past couple of, you know, this past year has been, um, you know, really trying for everyone on the workforce. Um, but one thing that I found very, very interesting that I thought that maybe we could kind of start with is um, prior to the business that you own now um, and the work that you were doing, you had launched and, and, and uh, you know, owned your own fitness clubs. Now, how was it just one location? Or, or I think that you had said there was like seven locations. I don't remember no, exactly. No. It was just the one location, right? Yeah, one location for seven years. So the numbers are right. Seven years. Yeah, yeah, so the numbers, yeah. And, and so, you know, that's something that it takes a lot. Had you owned a business before that? Or was that kind of your first entry into kind of entrepreneurship and kind of doing this? So I had owned, I had done a couple of home-based businesses. I'd run a daycare. I'd done some um, some multi-level marketing things. So running, you know, businesses from home. So mm -hmm. I knew that I really enjoyed kind of kind of being in charge and um, you know designing what I wanted to. But that was my first foray into a brick and mortar, you know, type facility. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really. I really didn't know what I was getting myself into when I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, having that, I mean, you know, everyone has thoughts of kind of being their own boss um, for you. And it's a wonderful feeling to be able to kind of create something, right? And, 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 and to do this and to, and to create a company. But um, how was that? I mean, how were you first kind of introduced to that? I mean, it's certainly a scary thing. So how, how was all of that? Was that just something that you were kind of brought up that way? Was it something that, you know, maybe taking that leap wasn't as fearful for you? Or was there a lot of fear in kind of doing some of these things? You know, I, I you know, it's funny, like my mom's, um, my father died when I was very young. And my mom, we have five five girls and one boy in my family and my mom's super strong. So she went back to school and got her degree when she was 40. And, you know, um, just, just, it just raised us to all be really self-sufficient. So mm. three of us, three out of the five girls all own our own businesses. And then another's a teacher and another's a nurse. Um, but the nurse actually just decided to start her own little side gig. So I'm really excited yeah. to her there. That's awesome. We all kind of have that, that thought, right. Um, and I think that, I um, wasn't, I don't, I don't know if I really wanted to start my own business, really. That was never a desire of mine. Um, but I really knew that, you know, as I, as I worked for different companies and was trained by Marriott International and I worked for Brinker, um, so really some in the hospitality world, I knew that I wanted to really serve people. And, um, and the gym was just really was something that kind of fell into my lap. And it was one of mm. those. Um, I was selling supplements. I was doing, I was selling Herbalife actually. I did that for about oh, 12 years and yeah. um, did really well with that and uh, was running classes in, in a facility. And the, and the owner said, can you do classes in this facility? And I said, sure. So I did it. Um, you know, we were having lunch one day and I said, oh, it's such a cute little gym. It's adorable. And he's like, do you want to buy it? And I was like, yeah, 
(laughs) (laughs) I went home and I said to my husband, I'm like, I think I'm going to buy a gym. He's like, I think I'm going to run a marathon. I said, you do that and I'll do this. And uh, so it was just, you know, um, there's a lot that I needed to learn. Uh, There was a lot of, I made a ton of mistakes Mm -hmm. along the way and um, cried a lot, but yeah. Well, in, in, you know, not a lot of people see that side of ownership, right? Like it, it, it seems like it's, it's, it's this great atmosphere and it, it really is to be able to do this and, and provide employment for other people, but nobody ever sees that stress side of all that people kind of go through in order to do this. But, it, you know, when you're doing something for yourself, um, it's worth all of that stress and it's worth all of that anxiety. And so, um, so what was some of that stress for you that, you know, you kind of had to figure out. And I'm sure that all of that experience has helped you, you know, kind of creating this new company as well. I would imagine that there's, you know, some things that you learned along the way that, you know, you can kind of, uh, uh, to use. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the first thing was, uh, with, with the fitness center, uh, what I thought I was buying and what I had, I had several people look at the deal that I, that I had in front of me and they were like, this looks really good. And everything looked really good on paper. Uh, the reality was not what I bought. So that was definitely a challenge, um, mm. a big challenge. So, you know, we were supposed to have 300 members, which we did, but only 88 were paying because they had pre-sold yearly memberships to the other 200. Uh, so oh. it was devastating. It was absolutely devastating. Um, wow. Yeah. So three months in, I'm, you know, just crying and I was, yeah, because those people are coming in, but there's no income. There's no, (laughs) no. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, that was, that was definitely a challenge. Um, you know, I was sitting with my mentor and just over lunch one day and just like, what did I do? And he looked at me and he's like, get to work. He goes, you're good at what you do. Just, just go do it. And it was just, it was tough love. I mean, he used Mm -hmm. more colorful language than that, but I'll keep it. (laughs) Um, and it was great. It was, it was actually exactly the push that I needed. I'm like, I know what I need to do. So, um, well, and that's, you know, and even as times, like as a recruiter, when I was sitting there with all of these different positions, and if there was one that was always a thorn on my side and maybe I didn't have any candidates or something was going on, it was just like, all right, I, I know what I have to do. And it's just pick up the phone and start talking and networking with people and doing these different things. So was that, you know, and, and, and I would imagine that that's probably what it was like, okay, I have to start, you know, I thought that there was going to be this. And now I realize that I have to, you know, go out and get some more people to come into the facility. And was that, was that what you needed? It was that, and also just designing the different levels of income, uh, different income streams, um, you know, mm. not just relying on something, but, you know, innovating new programs and making it desirable and going out to corporations and, you know, really working my chamber membership. But a lot of it was, what are the multiple income streams I need to create this new, this new entity? So, you know, we sold it. I mean, I started out with 88 members. We sold it, you know, at a little over 600 members. Um, and I still bump into people four years later in Marlboro and they're like, are you going to come back to the gym? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had, it was really cool family. Really. Um, it was cheers about the beer and it, it was a really, really great special place for sure. What do you think that you learned the most out of that experience? Um, what I'm capable of. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and balancing family and, you know, doing all that, you know, raising kids and all that. Um, but also, also, I think Scott, like 
knowing when knowing when that was done mm. like recognizing that you know the 3 30 a.m getting up three days a week and barely seeing my kids you know towards the end um and i was losing my passion for it uh i think i you know just making that decision to sell mm. yeah and i think that that's important because had you not you know followed kind of your own gut and your own intuition you know that doesn't allow you to yeah you get resentful all of a sudden the business starts doesn't start you know starts to decline and 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 a lot of that is is that you don't have the same attention that you did when you have all of this energy and so but that's for anything in life right like just to be very aware of all of the emotion and all of the energy that is always surrounding these things to then say, okay, well, we'll make a pivot. And so what was that pivot for you? Did, is, is that when you went into uh, the facilitating? Yeah. So I was, a, I had a business coach at the time. And um, when I decided to sell, it was a pretty quick transition. Like someone wanted to buy it. And mm. um, my business coach was like, come work for me. And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And it was a training and development company, similar um, but very different from what I'm doing now. And yeah. um, I fell in love with, I fell in love with that world. So went back and got my master's, um, finished that in 2018 um, in organizational leadership. And, um, you know, just really decided to go out on my own. Uh, last yeah. 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 And so you go out in your own and, you know, it had a lot of momentum. We had some, some nice things that we were working on as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, March hits and, holy cow, like it was, uh, um, you know, it's a tough year for all of it, but especially new business, which is where primarily, you know, the majority of, uh, of your clients are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we were, uh, we were ready for it. You know, I think you were one of the first people to do those, uh, to do that virtual training. And yeah. <laughs> it was, a, it was a lot, it was a lot of, um, it was, you know, there's definitely some fake it till you make it like, oh yeah, we got this, no problem. You know, behind the scenes, we're like, you know, we're scrambling to make sure that we have all the technology, but um, I have every confidence in kind of what we had, what we had, what we had built, we had built. And, 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 you know, kind of what we had going. And I knew that I wanted to use facilitators that are experts like you and, you know, that I didn't want to do all that delivery that I'm going to definitely going to utilize, you know, the teams. Well, and I think that it just goes to, you have an amazing way to lead people and to connect with people and to maneuver. So, you know, it's important to understand where all of your strengths lie, right? So that you can get the most out of yourself and, you know, build a business. And so you could have this exact same company doing all of this work, but not then, you know, with not having all of the facilitators, but then not feel as excited about the organization as you could be. And so mm -hmm. I think that that's also important to, to frame it, right? Like, what do you want things to look like? And then when you decide and sit down and say, okay, this is what I work, what I want things to look like, you can, you can then start to build it. And so that was a, was it a slow process getting all of those pieces put together or did you, were you able to connect with a lot of folks that you already knew? Because I know that you have a, a good network of people. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, and I spent the first three months um, in New York, actually, uh, January, February, March, uh, we spent the first couple of months in New York kind of networking and building out a team there of, of facilitators as well. So mm -hmm. kind of when, when the shutdown happened, it was like, okay, 
you know, I'm back in mass, but we had a really great stable of, of facilitators. Mm-hmm. And I know that my strength, like you said, Scott, is in networking and selling. Like I love to go out and figure out what the needs are and how can I match up, you know, my recruiting background as well, you know, how can that's I match it. facilitator to, to the right company and, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what feeds me. And I'm recognizing that the things that feed me are the things that I want to continue to do. So things that don't feed well, me are financing and scheduling and stuff like that. I got Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay, well, I, you know, I hate doing this. And so the less that I have to do this, the better off everybody is. <laughs> And the good thing is I like to sell. So the better off everybody is if I have more selling time. You know? That's it. It really is. It, and, and, but it's, it really is important to just pay attention because we, people get lost in a lot of details, a lot of the minutia from day to day. Mm-hmm. And if they don't think about themselves and put themselves into the equation and understand, you know, what's best for them, then you know, we're living somebody else's version. We're doing something for somebody else versus ourselves. And, um, you know, that's not really the way to, to thrive and to, and to live life with passion and purpose and, and, and enjoy all that we have, because it's, it's hard, right? It's hard, regardless of what you're doing. It's hard to be broke. It's hard to be financially disciplined. Which one would you rather, you know? Um, And so it's just a matter of uh, working with people. And I know that you say that, you know, you were working with a coach. It's important. I think that folks know that, um, you know, working with somebody isn't, um, working with somebody else isn't, uh, admitting like, or, Oh my God, I can't do this. It's like, no, I want something more for myself. So let me work with somebody that can, that can do that for me. And in this business, I have a couple of coaches because it's so different from the fitness center. It's so, there's so many pieces to it. And you were saying like, have I, have I, have I figured it all out? And no, I'm actually in the process of like, we're in this next phase. And I'm like, I need to figure this, this piece of it out. And so I'm having lunch with one of my mentors on Friday, just to kind Mm -hmm. of review, you know, the last year and a half, I've had a lot of personal changes, had a lot of different changes. And, you know, so I need to review everything and just kind of figure out that which direction we're going to, which direction we're going to go. Well, yeah. And, and we all have great ideas that we're thinking about, but it's also, it's just very, it's very helpful to have an outside perspective who has, you know, really no vested interest just to say, hey, other than work, you would just say, well, that's a great idea, but have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about this? And so when you talk to other people who have done similar things and who are where you want to get to or things of that nature, you know, you can, you can, you know, understand some of the things that are potentially coming your way or what you can potentially, you know, avoid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so have you found that, I mean, having a coach all the way through, has that just helped in business all the way through for you, just with an understanding of where you want to go and in, in, in what you want to get out of the business? Yeah, definitely. I think what you just said is true. They don't have any vested interests. So it's not, they don't have it. They're not coming in with an agenda. The agenda is how can I help you? And, um, and I pay that forward with, with, you know, some of my volunteer work that I do. Um, you know, I don't have a vested interest. It's, it's that straight shooter you know, kind of like, here's no filter, not going to pull any punches kind of thing. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, um, it's so valuable that people, you know, so many people are afraid of getting other people's opinions. I welcome it. Bring, you know, please tell me what you think. 
I always, I always viewed that as a gift, right? Like if somebody is willing to take time and to say, Hey, here's a situation. I see you doing something. And have you ever thought of this? Or have you ever tried that? Somebody's giving you a gift because the most valuable resource that I have is my time. So if I'm willing to take time out of my day to mm -hmm. offer an opinion or to give some advice, it is, it's a gift because otherwise I could just keep going on and continue about my day and, 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 you know, cause there's always something to do. And right. I, I, you know, like you were saying, you know, being a business owner, it's important to always be able to, um, have balance. Yeah. And most people sometimes lose that balance because we get tied up too, too much at times with work and being, uh, a, a, a business owner, you could work 24 hours a day and there's still not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> so times, times you have to do that. Yeah. Um, there are times that you definitely, as you're building, there are times you, you hundred percent need to be all in, but you know, you need to be able to really listen and think, you know, that's not the way it should always be. It should, the processes should get easier. So um, we have a lot of, I'm, I'm very friendly with a lot of different entrepreneurs and, you know, we have, we have these discussions, you know, of, when we're working, what, what types of things we're doing for ourselves, you know, are we doing that self-care that you hear so much about? So it's really important. Yeah. It is, it is uh, tremendous important to take care of yourself, recharge the batteries so that um, you can take care of others. And I learned that, you know, as you, we talked about when I was taking care of my mother, you know, as a caregiver, I was giving her a hundred percent of me. I would give her everything that I had. But if I'm not at 100%, I don't have 100% to give. I don't have the best version of me to give somebody. And I think that that's really why it's always important um, to figure out what you need. And if, it's, mm -hmm. and if it's a new employment, if it is a change of pace, it is a new routine, um, we always just have to kind of have to figure that out and, and give that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so you are... Uh, one of the biggest things I, I see you all the time, you know, you do a lot of work with different chambers, right? And you do a lot of um, uh, different webinars and things of that nature. So how is kind of giving back to other people and being that like, I'm sure that's extremely fulfilling for you. Also, it can be a time crunch or a time suck. So how do you kind of balance all that with I'm sure feeling good for yourself by doing these things, but also making sure that, you know, it doesn't get overwhelming or you don't, you know, um, it doesn't take up too, too much of your time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's all business driven. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I do. I do love to give back and I do love to, you know, provide information, you know, but in the end it is to, you know, to build, to build our company up as the experts and, you know, last week, every single day, I picked the phone up from either a referral partner or someone that said, hey, I think I want to introduce you to this person. It's in the end, it saves me time from having to go hunt really hard. Mm -hmm. um, also provides us with recordings and, and things that people that are looking at us, they can kind of check it out and say, oh, this is what they do. And um, so it provides us content for people that are doing their research can actually go and see us uh, doing our work. So there's a lot of different things. Um, I do love people. I get fed by people. So yeah. uh, that's, you know, I know that uh, the pandemic was 
really hard in the beginning because I, you know, I was on Zoom, but it wasn't the same. And, you know, well, that's it. It's just even like, you know, I'm a hugger. I love to give people a hug when I see them and to not like see somebody and and be like, well, I can't give you a hug or, you know, it's so weird. And yeah, I love people and to not be around people um, is just, uh, it was tough. Very, very tough. And so, you know, you're, you know, I love that you got this work ethic from your mom and now with three kids, you're able to really, you know, be an amazing role model for them for perseverance and for strength and determination. Um, Do you think about that with kind of everything that you do? You know, who do you want to be as a role model? Who do you want to, you know, is that a driver for you with what you do and the role model that you want to be for your kids? Um, I definitely think so, especially now, um, you know, we've, we were flipped upside down in August of last year. And uh, I had, I had a choice of whether I was going to shut down or go on. And um, I think that that's been a, I think I've changed a lot since that it definitely changed a lot of my yeah. philosophies and the, the kids and I are, have a, have a better relationship now than we've had in, in, in years and years and years. Um, so yeah, I definitely, especially for my daughter, I've got two sons and a daughter and especially yeah. for my daughter. And, um, yeah, we, we hiked yesterday for five miles and the boys and her and for mother's day, it was fun, but you know, she and I were kind of hanging back and I was like, you know, you're becoming this really strong female. I'm really happy for you. And she's coming into her own. And, and I think watching my sisters, myself, my mom, she's been, you know, kind of looking yeah. at us and, and, um, and growing into this really amazing woman. I'm so proud of her. Which is amazing. And right. Like we all have a shining star. We all have something special to be able to kind of give to the world. And, uh, you know, it's nice to not, to get further and further in a place, we have a lot of, lot of work to do, but you're starting this, you know, I love that you're seeing more and more people have this voice and have this, I'm going to go out and conquer what I want to, not because you say I can't, but because I say that I, I want to. And mm-hmm. that's the philosophy that, you know, everyone should feel, um, but they don't always get that opportunity. But, you know, it, it, but it's nice to be that role model for, uh, for those who are looking, because there's a lot of people looking, right? Like, there's a yeah. lot of people who see it. And, uh, uh, and sometimes whether we, whether we think about it or not, um, you know, we are that individual. And so I applaud you for all of that strength over the years, and, you know, that you continue to, uh, uh, to shine and support and be that role model. And so, you know, as, as, as people are kind of coming out, maybe they're coming out of college, maybe they're in a job and they're thinking about, you know, taking a step, maybe they have a side hustle and they're like, could I do this full time? What type of, what type of advice, what type of, you know, kind of encouragement or, or things do you give to other folks to, um, about kind of taking these steps, if you will? Um, so first it's passion. It's, it's, you know, really, is it, are you looking just to make money? Or are you looking to fulfill something or both? Yeah. Um, the side hustle thing I think is great. Um, but that's where you need to be financially. You need to be ready to make that transition and, um, and not just take that leap of faith. You know, if you're making, you know, $3,000 a year on your side hustle, probably not the best idea to, to jump right into it. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's, it's really recognizing that. And I think the biggest thing, and then for the kids come out of college, 
you're at a great position right now to mm -hmm. pick up and go and go do something. You know, I lived out in California for five years and I was 23 and um, it was a great experience. And, and I, you know, my advice is to, to do something that you really want to do um, and don't get stuck in, in, in just a job kind of thing. But for those people that are going out for, for, doing the business, becoming an entrepreneur is making sure that you collect the humans that you need around you with the expertise. So financial people, coaches, you know, mm -hmm. and just make sure that, that you've got check in people and that you're not, you're not in it alone, even if it's your own business. Yeah. And so you work with a lot of business leaders, I know. And so what was that like this past year? You know, how did you help them through different scenarios? How did you help each other through, you know, through the past year? What was, you know, what was that like in terms of the business and, and, and just helping people? Yeah, a lot of it was uh, business owners that have employees. So our employee engagement programs were, you know, how are we going to maintain our teams? How are we going to maintain our culture through this virtual um, atmosphere and, and what types of things? So we really encourage doing workshops and trainings and webinars and things like that around skills that they would need, that virtual uh, electronic body language productivity, you know, all of a sudden we're all here in our houses, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then our leadership teams is, is how do you, how do you still promote, how do you lead through a pandemic? And now we're looking at, you know, the messy middle and we're having a workshop in June about, you know, this transition from hybrid to uh, transition from remote to hybrid to maybe in person. Yeah. Um, what does this middle area look like when there's a lot of trust issues and judgment and people that want to get the vaccine, people that don't want to get the vaccine, people that have these beliefs, people that don't have these beliefs, the mask, uh, the doors being closed at the offices now, right? Uh, yeah. Pepsi glass up. So everyone that's like, oh, we're going to go back into the office and it's going to be normal. It's just not. So, it is uh, not going to be normal. And, and I also think that you're still going to see that shift, right? You, you have had employees who have been looking for more of a flexible work mm -hmm. schedule for for years, yes, you know, yeah. and you've got, you've got demands from the family that are, are just different than they were 20 years ago. And mm -hmm. so sometimes that nine to five model just, it doesn't always work. And, and, and it doesn't really have to work if it doesn't, if it, if it doesn't require that nine to five, right? Because there's still a lot of positions that, you know, if you worked nine to three, and then six to eight, you know, there may not be a disruption at all. Um, and I think that it's just going to be more and more complex, right? Of uh, people having to say, okay, well, we understand that virtual works and we can still do business. Mm -hmm. Probably wasn't the business that we had, but a lot of that is COVID and, and some things. So you kind of have to, you know, play that out. But I would imagine that uh, I'm sure you're seeing lots of people who are now embracing how do we do this hybrid model yeah that but also scott the the retail right everyone that's been going into work or mm. the, the entire thing right so um does it change for them it does more people are going out they're going to be in contact with more people so there's more there's higher levels of anxiety in those restaurants and in those retail organizations so mm -hmm. you know we don't like to call it like back to work it's just you know the, the new workplace right because it's going to encompass every single industry that we're in. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know? 
Yeah. And especially now, I mean, are you, are you already seeing some of that with, um, with the restrictions kind of coming off? Um, and I don't know, are, what are the Massachusetts laws right now as far as employer, like, is there dates? I know my wife um, who works at a university is going to have to go back August 1st is what they're kind of looking at. Uh, they want people to be back. Um, but then there's still the debate of, you know, all the students have to get vaccinated. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, anyone's coming back on campus has to get vaccinated. You know, and there's a, there's still a lot of people who don't want right. to get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. My son, my son's a junior in college, and you know, he's got to get vaccinated to go back on campus. So it's, yeah, it is what it is, right? And my wife had a good point because it's like you know, the vaccine was approved for emergency use, but it's but the vaccines aren't still a hundred percent FDA approved. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's this kind of, I've got my vaccine, but I also have asthma. I also have, you know, right. some things that I was like, as soon as it's available to me, I'm, I'm taking it because I want to, I want to protect myself. Mm -hmm. um, but there is that risk like, okay, well, I could have had a reaction. I could have had something. Right. So it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's such a tough time. And people who have anxiety about some of these things, um, it's legitimate and that anxiety is heightened. And they're going back into the workplace or they're going back to school or whatever. So there's gonna there's there's just a lot there. So I think, you know, <clears throat> for us, it's job security because there's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> you know, our partners are are very yeah. skilled in this and they've done, you know, been doing research for years on remote teams. And um, so it's been, you know, designing curriculum and designing new things. And it's so it's been kind of fun, but we're also, we've got clients that are like, we want to do on site, you know, for team building, like yeah. stuff like team building is hard to do over zoom. Um, it really is more fun in person. So, you know, we're, you know, we're the, my facilitators that want to get vaccinated, they're ready to go on site. Great. Go for it. Um, you know. Now have, have you noticed that there's individuals who, um, you know, really looking at like, okay, I need to be more of an empathetic leader, you know, I mean, we've heard a lot more about emotional intelligence and, you know, as a leader, you know, needing more and more of that. And that's certainly understandable. I, I'm all for it. Um, but I would imagine, are you starting to get a lot of people who are looking to maybe get some more education in that? Because, um, you know, if that's not who you are, dealing with this mess that's uh, right you know kind of what we're in um you know you have to figure out a way to to work yeah. with it yeah there's so that's a, it's a skill set right i mean you can't you know people say you can't teach people skills but you certainly can teach you know the skills on on effective listening techniques and how to be empathetic and um you know the, those different servant leadership styles and things like that so yeah we're getting a lot of that, you know, I'll talk to my CEOs and they'll be like, oh, we've got our signage, we have our plexiglass, so our we've got sanitizers, you know, I'm like, well, what's your break look like? You know, what's your, what, what are you doing for your people? You know, and you've got this, you had this great environment prior and now, mm -hmm. and it's, oh, you know, and it's, it's, it's not an afterthought, but everyone's been so, what are the regulations? What are the rules? What do we need to have? How do we get back to work? Right. And yeah. so we got to get back to work, but, yeah. but how do we deal with the people that have to get back to work? Yeah. yeah. And our culture <laughs> that we used to have isn't, you know, you can't eat lunch or you might have a, 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 a days and B days, right? Some people coming in these two days, other people coming in these two days or, you know, whatever. So, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, and if I'm working at my desk for eight hours a day and my lunchtime is the only time to get out and go talk to people and now I can't do that. It's like, you know, I don't want to just sit here and eat at my desk and be here for eight hours. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy for anybody. We all need a little bit of a break. Um, You know, I remember as a recruiter, it was hard for me to sit still and it still is today. Like I'm just not a sit in my seat for four hours and just, you know, type away on the computer. Like it's just hard for me to do. I would be up in the middle of the hall, like just talking to people and everyone's like, what are you doing? And it's just like, it's just how I work. I'm sorry. (laughs) But it is, but it is, it's having to work with all of that right now. And so, and so what does, you know, 2021, I know we're, I can't believe we're already halfway into 2021 or almost halfway uh, in how is this year kind of looking and then what, you know, what does 2022 look like if you have thoughts of, 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 you know, where the company is going to be going. Um, so I think, you know, we're, we're going to continue to do virtual training. We're starting to sprinkle in some of the more, um, more, some of the live workshops, the smaller ones, you know, hour and a half, two hours, you know, just different like standalone to see how that works. Um, you know, I think eventually we'll go back to a, a lot of in-person. However, our company has a lot of facilitators or outside the area that we've been able to bring in. Mm-hmm. So clients are going to have a choice of, do they want this facilitator based in Australia who is phenomenal and world-class and you don't have to pay him to come in and he's, it, you know, capable, you know, doing great virtual training, you know, so clients are going to, companies are going to have more choices of, yeah. you know, it's, it's the who, the what, and the, and, and where. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. 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 And I would imagine, you know, it's only going to increase, you know, because uh, companies are just going to need, you know, help in this industry. And so uh, as we're talking about this, you deal with a lot of small business. Uh, So I would love for you to just share really exactly why it's so advantageous for companies, you know, to be able to get this training and, and, and get some grants uh, to be able to, you know, just really get their employees into, you know, um, just more learning and development for themselves, which is always beneficial and employees feel valued and, and you know, the more that you're able to give them, um, you know, additional resources and education. So um, maybe you can just kind of tell people a little bit, you know, and just share the business so that uh, as folks are listening, they can, you know, kind of think of either things for themselves or, you know, maybe they know somebody that, uh, you know, could really benefit from that. No, it's great. Uh, so our company has over 130 different, you know, soft skills courses, essential skills, right? So it's communication, mm-hmm. team building, time management, you know, uh, leadership, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, basically we'll come in and just do an assessment as to far as what it is a client needs. So if they need the soft skills and they also need technical skills like lean or ISO or, you know, uh, Microsoft, we'll put together their entire program for them and help to coordinate all of that kind of the quarterback mm-hmm. to give them the best um, trainers that they can have facilitators. And if they're eligible, which uh, Massachusetts, New York, Michigan, Florida, all have you know, a variety of grant programs um, mm-hmm. available to train the workforce. And what we're finding is that, you know, especially during this pandemic, the employee engagement piece has been a challenge. And, you know, holding workshops and doing skill building and having interactive, not death by PowerPoint, but interactive 
training where they're actually hands-on doing something that's relevant to their their jobs um, it, it's made a huge difference in mm. um, the satisfaction of the employees and retention right so a, a lot of it's that way awesome awesome well, great. Well, Sandy, it was it was a pleasure to connect. Um, you know, every time we've had conversations, it's always been a fun, energetic one. And so I look forward to future conversations and future work. Um, but thank you for all that you do for, you know, businesses, for networking, for just, you know, people out there. I know that you're always trying to help and you're always, you know, looking to help others. And so thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that very much.